Welcome to Command This, where we're going to talk about your undefeated, undisputed, never have ever been beaten before Washington Commanders. Put your chains up with a W. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight as we uh, kick off a Victory Monday. We have a special guest lined up for you guys tonight. Let's go and bring up our man from the Full Press Commanders podcast, our friend, our podcaster, also a sports writer. Let's bring on the one and only George Carmi. What's cracking, George? How are you doing today? Gentlemen, I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate me being on. Yeah, yeah, man. Victory Monday. Let's Victory go. Monday. Let's go. I mean... <laughs> How often do we get this opportunity? It's I feel like it's rare these these you know last couple of years, man. It's been rough. Hundred percent, man. So definitely got to enjoy it and soak it up while we had it. So we're glad to be here. Yeah, and and uh, as people come into the the stream, George, I, I just want to every time we have uh, people on uh, our our channel. Well, first off, for the audio crowd, thank you for joining us. It's your boy Steve. We had Phil with the crazy intro again, and we got Dev here live and direct from Kentucky. What's cracking, Dev? What up? Yeah, and then we're also joined by our friend George Carmi uh, from Four Press Commanders. Um, so, George, as we have people on our show, regardless of what team they're from, we always want to start out with a fan story. So, just tell tell us, tell the listeners, like, how did you become a fan of the Washington Redskins football team, Commanders, whatever you want to call it? How did you become a fan of this football team? Oh, no question, man. So um, basically, I'm born and bred into it. I have two older brothers that are 10 years older than me, and they just kind of put me on. Um, the long story is that basically my parents are from like they're from Palestine. They're, I'm Arabic. So they basically flew into America in the 1970s, and they're just trying to kind of like um, they're just trying to assimilate to the country, right? You know, the Redskins are starting to become a pretty good team, and you know, they started to win some Super Bowls and started to be successful. And they just wanted to be able to talk to people like at Roy Rogers where they used to work <laughs> growing up. So uh, what ended up happening is they basically got into the team. They started getting into the Redskins a little bit. And then, um, you know, 1983, I was born. My brother put a Redskins shirt on me and basically just started watching the team. Man. And, you know, 1992, I was nine years old. I saw them beat the Bills. I still remember that. I still have it on tape. I have it on VHS in my house right now. <laughs> let's go. 100%, man. And basically, I was put on for the rest of my life after that. Like in high school. Um, I just basically used to drive around and, um, you know, back in the day in the Washington Post, you'd have like little appearances about Brian Mitchell and Ken Harvey. And I just drive around the county and try to find these guys. And I just always loved um, the football team. And it was the Redskins. And then in college, I became a journalism major. I wanted to write and wanted to be on ESPN. And uh, I got into it a little bit. So that's kind of how uh, so I got into all this. Man, I'm a fan for life and I love writing. And let's talk about the team. It's perfect, man. <clears throat> so we're running, awesome. running back. So you're born in 83. You're born into the fan base and you're Palestinian. Hundred percent, bro. <laughs> All facts. Why is that you? <laughs> I'm quarter Palestinian, but other than that, it's exactly me right there. That's why that's I thought awesome, the man. Hell yeah, small world. Oh, man. It's fantastic right there. It's perfect. I had no yeah, idea. I'm from, yeah, I'm from Palestine, Phil, from Crenshaw Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Boys in the hood, motherfuckers. No. Yeah, as soon as George said Palestine, I got, Phil's gonna chime in on that one. <laughs> I'm over here, African, like, Hold up. African booty scratcher. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that that's cool, George. Um, first off, hey Marcus, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Go check out Sports Group, excuse me, Sports View Two on Facebook, and uh, go check out Marcus Edelin on uh, and his it is Sports Group over there. Uh, so, George, we were at the game yesterday, Phil and I. 
you were at the game yesterday. You saw us at the tailgate. Uh, first and foremost, it was it, it was hype. The atmosphere was live, right? Sure, man, hundred percent. Yeah. So let's talk about the stadium experience before we get into the actual game of itself. Just for everyone mm-hmm. who was out there, uh, real quick, you know, Phil and I tailgate. We got there a little bit late, so we missed the the the, the main tailgate we were trying to get to because of traffic and rain and everything. But we were a little bit further down, so Red Zone lot was still popping. It was great. The the stadium was just on point. I haven't felt that way in a very long time. I would say it was almost 2012 territory for me because I, I went agree, to every man. game in 2012. But mm-hmm. yeah, in your in your opinion, Shock George, like all territory. Say what? Shock and all territory. Shock and all. Yeah, that's what they called 2012 when against the Saints when RG3 came out there and showed up. Some yeah, but that was in New Orleans though. That's true. But nonetheless, yeah. it, it, it did feel that way. <laughs> but it did. It, it had that vibe. For sure, Nuts. George. Tell us, tell us your experience yesterday, all the way coming in from the uh, the red zone lot, and then hitting the tailgates, and then in the in the stadium itself. What's what's the vibe it was giving you yesterday? It was good, man. I was hype all morning. I was trying my best to um get down to the get down land over to watch the game. And I mean, I was worried, man. I thought it was going to rain. I think it did rain really hard in the morning, but by the time we got there, we were just misting. Walking through the red zone last see my man Stephen Phil grilling. I walk by, Steve hands me a sausage. He's a hell of a cook over there, so I appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, I continue into the red zone lot. You know, it's popping, man. That one little corner. Um, if you guys ever come to the FedEx field, you definitely got to check out the red zone lot. There's one little corner where the extreme skins um, have their main tailgate. Um, Steve hangs out there a lot. I try to get there whenever I can. It's a great time, and I love it out there. So definitely chop it up with the boys a little bit. Saw Kyle, saw a couple other people. Um, it's kind of, you know, CJ, um, Kyle, and a whole, whole bunch of people over there. But what the cool part is, man, what a lot of people are sleeping on is inside the stadium. There's a new Legends Lounge. Um, it's yeah, I heard little... about that. What's that all about? Yeah, it's dope, man. It's awesome. So um, I sit typically in Section 110 where my season tickets are. And behind 130, like on the other opposite end of the field goal post on the other side of the field, there's this little like legendary lounge. It used to be the Bud Light Pavilion for those of you that used to go to you know, Fetch ah, for a long time. Okay. So they gutted that. And what they ended up doing is they put a stage there. Um, they basically had a whole bunch of food trucks. So they had a little, you know, a bunch of sofas and kind of chilled out. And it was awesome, man. You walked up, um, you know, they had 675 beers and, you know, it's been kind of circulating. Oh, yeah. So I see lighting up, Steve. Um, but there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of, you know, talk all summer about how there's $18 beers or whatever. But you walk up at 675 beers. Um, there are people giving out gift cards. Like Bank of America was giving out $15 Fanatic gift cards as soon as you walked up. Uh, Santana Moss is walking around. Um, Fred Smoot, Doug Williams, and then they actually um, talked about Mike Bass or Mike Bass on the stage with um, Tanya Snyder and Jason Wright. And it, was, it was fun, man. It's a good time all together. And then, last but not least, man, just walking from that, going back to my seat, you know, they had the drum line walking up and down the concourse, which I'd never seen before, which is real cool. I grab a seat in one ten. Everyone is hype, like legitimately. I didn't sit the entire game, and I was—I kind of felt bad at first. It was a Jaguar fan behind me, so I didn't really didn't really feel too bad about it. But uh, yeah. it was cool, man. I just had a blast. We stood up, we yelled. Lower bowl was pumped, man. It was like it was definitely like it's been a long time since I felt that. I went to seven games last year, and it's, it didn't feel like that at all all season long. So I'm glad the team is actually pretty pumped up now. Yeah, that was that's same 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 way here man it's just we were up in 327 uh mm-hmm. same same sentiments the crowd was live nothing but uh commanders fans around where we were now there was there were some jaguar fans there but clearly they were all just lined up behind the uh jaguars bench which is mm-hmm. that's expected. understandable yeah yeah i was just i just, you know this area area of transplants i just figured we'd have more i don't even know you call it black and teal i don't know what color they are <laughs> there yeah. wasn't a lot i i would say phil and i were talking about the ratio i would say it was like 
80, 20, 90, 10, 85, 15. At least. 100%, man. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, it was definitely other burgundy five. How was the crowd uh, whenever Jacksonville got the lead back and was up two scores at one point? How did the crowd? It's getting a little quiet. It's getting a little quiet. Really? I'm not gonna lie. I was worried. I was worried because in years past, Dev, you know, they definitely would like start booing or start kind of getting. Yeah, I wondered. I thought I heard some boos like from the TV. <laughs> they're I thought... they're resilient. They're 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 itching for it. I think they're reaching their pocket to boo, but they didn't actually do it. So they were they're getting there, but uh, it got quiet. Seems right. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but still, and when after the big plays were made, you know, the two Jahan plays, the Curtis play, the, it was loud. It, now I will say for while we're still talking about the stadium experience, a couple things that did kind of irk me was the not irk me, but it was just like weird was the fight song after the, the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You could barely hear the band. You they mm-hmm. I don't think they were projecting on the speakers. They had mm-hmm. the words going around the bowl, and I think they were just like, I'm just gonna we're just gonna throw this against the wall, see what happens. If you tell it a little or, bit. Or, <laughs> yeah. or or it could be because they cut the band in half. Well, of clearly that's the reason why that they weren't projecting. But even at the preseason game, when they had the band where we I sat during the Panthers game, they were loud and the mics were projecting all around the stadium. I didn't hear that in three twenty seven. We could not hear the band. So at Steve, all. that's 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 hilarious. I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys, but yeah. in one ten, I could barely hear anything either. Like all all game long, just with regard to like I heard first down Washington. I heard that often, but everything else, like the yeah. You know any like the hype and you know the um you know JP Finley talking or the band out there? I couldn't really hear anything. So I wonder if I mean, it's always been an acoustic problem in FedEx. To be honest with you, but yeah, I don't know. But we mm-hmm. had our buddy Chop Chop, who's a retired band member, not in the mm-hmm. new group, but from the original Redskins band mm-hmm. member. And they had mics; they were always in front of the instruments. So the band, when they mm-hmm. turned the mics on, would always project around the whole stadium, and that didn't happen at least yesterday so that's why we were wondering maybe they were just like let's see what happens with the song let's just play the music see what happens no one even sang in our section really i thought we were going to stand up and sing hail to the redskins nobody we didn't i don't know how it was down in lower bowl did you what, did we all sing people were singing hail to the redskins you know okay. they definitely were <laughs> they were they were definitely committed it yeah. was cool though i mean it's, it's fine like, i thought that um, i'm glad they went with the faster tempo for the song because we've seen the theatrical like opera version and they didn't go that route it's more like the up-paced uh, i know dev you may see the uptone um you know up up-paced um um beat over there and that was fine so we sing yeah. hail to the redskins and it was fun man. I had a good time i mean they, they got i, know that I had a suspicion about that I actually told Steve, I said, I bet you that their that their whole thought process is, you know what? Half this fan base is not going to sing the new song. We'll mm-hmm. play the music, we'll put the words up, let them do whatever they want. Mm. Yeah. And uh that kind of goes hand in hand with some other things we heard or I, I got to hear about uh while hanging out at the tailgate with some of the illuminaries. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of we, we we also broke down our tailgate late, so we didn't get to go into this this legends area uh, mm-hmm. to see. Was that open for everyone, regardless of you had to be a gold member? I mean, no, it is wide open. So definitely, I recommend everyone to go check it out at least once. I'm probably gonna um if I ever get there early, like if it's a kind of a crummy day, I'll definitely get into the stadium early to go into the legends lounge. It's actually really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I prefer, I prefer to hang out in the tailgate without all you guys, but um, you know, if it's an option, it's going. It's pretty cool. Yeah, mm. that's cool. I heard they've got you know because. See, I was I'm a, I'm a fan ambassador. I was on the uh, mm-hmm. culture committee, which cool. history was the the history of the team was a big thing, and this was like the thing we told them we got to have this, mm. and um, they kept telling us, "Be patient. We've got some stuff coming. We've we've got a lot of stuff that we're you know working on rest restoring." 
And then I heard that the infamous, the game worn Sonny Ball jersey, Sammy Ball jersey showed up in the Legends Lounge. Was that there? I heard there was. I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Was there supposed to be a Sammy Ball jersey? What are you talking about? Yeah, it was a game worn, game worn Sammy Ball jersey that had been restored. Wow. No, I didn't see, long I didn't see it. It would have had the long sleeves and everything. Jeez, man. I'd like to get my hands on one of those. Mm. You, yeah, you wonder how much they had to restore it because of, you know time had faded it out, but uh, you know it's still apparently you know it's, it's not hundred percent. But the fact that they're taking the time to do this, if if you're still under the impression that they're running from the the history of this team, get off that bandwagon. Yeah, they they're making it a point to say no, we still know who we are. Just a little I, bit. I Just agree. <laughs> I agree, man. I basically, I, um, during draft day, me and, uh, me and Chris Bryant has the family package, or sorry, the ultimate fan package with the fantasy draft. And we went to draft night at FedEx Field, and we actually had one of the suites. We were on the 50-yard line overlooking the fields and all that. And we just noticed all the little small touches they did throughout the stadium. They have like a Bobby Mitchell way, like a legendary lounge, different murals all throughout the stadium. It's actually starting to look pretty nice in there. So I like the little touches they're doing. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, let's so, – so for overall – I want to say, well, the, the the concourses was great. It was kind of crowded. The team store debuted. That was a that was kind of a mess, but it's to be you know to be expected when you're opening up a new team store. We hit the team store in the club level, and it was in and out. It was it's not new, but it just has enough just to. They have any black jerseys in there? No, no, no. I don't think anywhere had the black jerseys that I've seen. Yes. China does. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. They have yeah, everything yeah. for a discount. Yes, they do. Uh, but beers upstairs, same thing. I'm not going to get into the beer price argument, but they were upstairs, 16 whatever, $15, whatever, seltzers, the 26 King Cans. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. The traffic getting out in and out was not bad. For us, in my experience, it's been 10,000 times worse. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad leaving the red zone lot in uh, Sheriff Road. So, um, hey, Josh Kirby, what's up, man? Got to meet Josh down at Theismann's uh, at the DC Tweet Team meet and greet. Shout out to DC Tweet Team and Maurice Hawkins for putting that on. It was a good time. And the man, the myth, the legend, Andy Burroughs. Okay, <laughs> who's still drunk? I hope, Andy, you are. I know Andy is. Here. I know that for a fact. <laughs> Andy's heading down south to meet up with some more friends. I'm glad you're staying in the country and enjoy yourself. Uh, Andy, it was great to meet you, man. Finally, finally got to finally meet you in person, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I wish you could have been there, man. Next time, get on a plane and come on up. Dev, don't fly, George. Oh, he doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) Josh says, uh, those Brits can drink. Yes, they can. Um, so there was, there's Dev, you missed some legendary shit. Um, (laughs) that apparently went down with the Brits and drinking. (laughs) <laughs> I'm more of a smoker than a drinker. I, I wouldn't even be able to mess with them. The devil's <laughs> lettuce and dev. Uh, but George, let's get right into the game recap here. So we won 28 to 22. Uh, mm-hmm. Just starting off the game in the first quarter, it was, you know, 3-0 that first drive. And mm-hmm. then we got the ball back, went down. We had a 74-yard drive. It was like eight plays, 421. And it capped off with that short little three-yard out, Curtis Samuel. First touchdown in, in the commander commander's history, air quotes, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, weapon X all game. Oh, and then man. we come back, we score again in the second quarter with Jahan on that seven yard pass uh, from Carson cap 14 plays, 71 yard drive, seven and a half minutes. And it's 14 to three going into halftime. And then we come back around to the third quarter and all of a sudden 
I don't know if Scott Turner starts playing Mr. Conservative or not, but then the Jaguars start coming back. So uh, James Robinson, three-yard pass from Trevor Lawrence. It's two-point conversion failed, which is great, but they ripped off an 80-yard drive. It's 14-9, to nine, and then they kick mm-hmm. a field goal, 14-12. to 12. And then at this point, we were like – Phil and I were just like, here we go. So we go into the fourth quarter. They kick another field goal. It's 15-14. to 14, So now we've lost the lead. And then uh, James Robinson rips off an 11-yard run. 22-14, to 14, we are down. And then Carson – Hits Terry McLaurin for a 49-yard pass uh, up the right – I want to say the right sideline. Mm-hmm. And if you went to the preseason game or if you saw the – the uh, I'm sorry, if you saw the open practice. Were you at the FedEx Field open practice? I missed it, unfortunately. They, they mm-hmm. ran this same play, but they did it from about 25 yards out. He, he, he hits a shoulder fake, and Terry does a little out and up. And it was the same exact play, but just on a much grander scale. And then mm-hmm. 22-20, uh, still Jacksonville, and then – we get the ball back. That that was a seventy-eight yard drive, two minutes. But then we we come back and then we uh we rip off the four play, nineteen yard drive. Jahan Dotson, twenty-four yard, and it's just it's it's a it's a whole new world, man. It's it's amazing, and that's the game. We we won the game, and then Derek Force, you know, seals it with the pick. Mm. So. With that being said, let's do a little segment we call Overreaction Monday, George. We'll start with you. Mm. Give us an overreaction. It can be as grandiose as you want. It could be as real. It could be fiction. Overreaction Monday. It's time to overreact. What- oh, man. All right. I don't, even know if this is, I don't even know if this is an overreaction, but I think we got a quarterback, guys. I think we do, man. People people kind of hopping off Wentz and kind of feeling kind of lukewarm about it, but I like it, man. I think he, I think so, he got something going on. So you're agreeing with Dan Snyder, huh? We got a quarterback <laughs> and, the stadium, and the stadium's we, we gonna be packed. Got a quarterback. I and the stadium's gonna be packed and it's gonna be he said all that and everybody left, bro. Everybody's like, Yeah, right. No, nah, dude. So, right. Ba- so basically, uh, uh, what I did is 14 3. So basically, scored back to back passing touchdowns to basically start the game. I don't even know if you guys know this, but opening game, right? Scoring on our first two drives, that hasn't happened since 1991, believe it or not. And the opening wow. week one, the last time we had back to back, we scored touchdowns on the first two drives on the first game of the year. <laughs> so it's crazy. So I was like, we fought, we're, we're looking good. And basically, Wentz is dishing it. So. I got hype. I had a couple beers of me. I got hype. I tweeted something out. It blows up. People are like, oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, whatever, whatever. Then <laughs> go ahead. Are you going to say something, Steve? No, I was going to say, I thought you were talking about your the stadium's trash air. Oh, we'll, we'll go to that one a little, little later on. Yeah, so I'll be, I saw about Carson Wentz. I had like a funny picture. Like it's like trigger finger. like feeling pretty nice. I put that Carson Wentz tweet up. It blew up. And then basically, you know, then he throws those two picks and everyone's coming after me. Like, you know, dude, we have a quarterback, whatever, whatever. But honestly, man, what I like coming away from the game is that Carson Wentz, he does have his flaws, but I think he does have the weapons to bring us back. Like you even said it, Steve, we were talking about it. We were down, I guess, 15, 14 at one point or whatever it was. And you said you looked at Phil and you guys are starting to get down because for so many years, once we get down late in the second half, it's almost game over for us. We never have the firepower to come back. But yeah. Wentz does, man. He had that one, you know, he, he showed moxie, he showed resolve, and he basically hit that 49-yard touchdown to McLaurin. He brought the game back and like, I think no, it's going to be a wild ride all year long, but I think we're never going to be out of it, which is actually pretty cool. We actually have an offense to, that can that can explode, which is which I'm excited about. So okay, that's where so, I'm at. So your overreaction is we got a quarterback. We I, got a I quarterback. Like I like that. <laughs> Bill, what's yours, man? What do you got? Um, we got a playoff team. Mm, I like it. That uh, look, there's a certain level of resolve that comes to being a good team. This is a game that so many years past we would have lost. 
we would have let it slip through our hands and we would have been like, we were so close. Oh, we'll get him next time. And then next time never comes. It doesn't hurt. And also, the Dallas is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. That's true. It helps. It helps. But nonetheless, even without that, I mean, hey, give I us Taylor Heineke for a third round pick and he's yours. <laughs> give me a bag of uh, flaming hot up, Cheetos. Straight up. Straight up. Heineke for Micah Parsons. Yeah, exactly right. I'm down. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, just I walked out of there and and just the entire day felt different. It felt different. Like, you know, I walked in, I walked in like something's coming over me that has not come over me in a long time. Just that feeling of we're on the verge of something. There is something here and I can't, it's not tangible. There's something here. And yeah, the stadium was not sold out. A lot of people, especially in the upper decks, did not, you know, they kind of bailed. I think people like the cheap seats anyway. It's going to rain. I'll bail on it. I agree with you. What? I agree. The worst part of the weather is when the sun came out. The sun came out. Humidity got superheated. Gosh. (laughs) We're sweating all game. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. But. You if you're if you have tickets, do not sell them. You need to be a part of this. This yeah. this was the best stadium experience I've experienced. I I can I, I missed 2012. I didn't go to any games 2012. I went to games in the in the 2000s, and some of those Gibbs years. Those were exciting crowds. Those are crowds that could get up and get going. They were loud. There was more of them back then. Yeah, you need to fill the stadium, people. If you got the tickets, go. If the tickets are cheap. Spring, spring for a couple bucks. You're going to enjoy yourself. Yep. If you rooted for this team on Sunday, you're a Commanders fan. That's right. Don't accept it. Don't let it. Accept don't let it. it uh, undefeated. Just embrace like it. it. Embrace the W. It's here. <laughs> it's it, grown on me. Originally, these were these were taco hold, taco show holders to me, but now this is this is my this is my W. So, Dev, you, Dev, you got to watch the game from television. So, given your experience, what's what's your overreaction? Because you probably saw a lot of things that we didn't see. Man, being felt, at the stadium. I was going to ask you this. I felt lucky, man. At some like, I felt lucky that that out route. To uh to what's his face Zay they got they got Jones oh, no okay. Zay Jones was okay. too far out and that uh that one run where it it, it whatever his name editing editing yeah. uh mm-hmm. running up the sideline on the wheel past Jamin Davis was overthrown you know and then there was another pass I think in there he threw that was an overthrow I'm like man we got some of the things man and also one thing we didn't notice um uh, when went through that screen interception by the way hell of a play by Walker. That, I mean, I mean, I mean, really was. I mean, dude, I mean, granted, granted, he probably should threw it to the dirt, but it looked like nobody was there if you're looking at his angle. You know, that guy, yeah, if you look at where he went backwards, caught it still up, was running. But one thing we didn't never, nobody ever picked up why, uh, Wentz tackled him, he had a for sure touchdown. Mm. I saw that too. Yeah. I saw that, Dev. I saw that. We saw it. He had a, he had a it. Sure it. touchdown, man. Mm-hmm. I think they only got three out of that. If I'm maybe I'm mistaken. No, I scored the next play. Actually, honestly, oh, like well. I think Cole Holcomb missed a tackle on the score. But you're right, though. I, be, I appreciate the effort by Wentz. Fuck what I was going to say, then. But. I was hoping he wouldn't get hurt himself. <laughs> but Dev, my my comment kind of lends off yours. My overreaction is that the defense is not good. That's my, my overreaction. God, man. We need a mic, <laughs> bro. Not good, but for it's all the same a... reasons that you just said. But I heard. I watched the. I don't know if you guys watched any of the post-game press conferences, like the next day stuff that happened with uh, Ron. But he had said something like, well, um, 
and I think that what's his face, the hard hitting dude, what the fuck? I'm Forrest. Yeah, Forrest. Forrest. Oh. Um, I they said that he perhaps was probably gonna play like that that uh kind of Buffalo nickel linebacker that that uh Landon was playing. That's where he's supposed to I think that position that Jamie was in is supposed to be his. And then Curl is supposed to play back there where where he played. That that's the understanding I got. They were like, Well, why did he keep get matched up on Kirk? He's like, Well, that position is technically supposed to be his, yeah. not Jamin. But Jamin, Which, you know, we kind of expected. Yeah, but Jamin, he said, you know, his next thing out there was like Jamin's plenty fast enough to keep up with that guy. Yeah. He just had well, bad it, technique. It still doesn't take away that my yeah. overreaction is the defense <laughs> is not good. We not got lucky good. on the Travis Etienne drop, like you said. 100%. We got lucky on the Trevor Lawrence overthrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Tra- we, Trayvon Walker made that amazing play. That's why he was the number one overall. Etienne dropped one. Reason. That's what I was trying to think of. He dropped he the walk-in drop touchdown. One. That should have been down, too, on fourth down. Yeah. Walk, was, walk-in touchdown. Right. They should have scored. They lost 21 like points on the, on the table. That's why I know everybody's getting excited. We won, and you're right that we would have probably lost these kinds of games last year, right? Or the years before. But we should have lost. And and then I I turn around and watch you know TV and watch the Lions they put thirty five up and the, the Eagles put up thirty eight bro mm-hmm. on the yeah. next two games who, who might have the best defense in the league the on Eagles paper aren't as good as you think hey Jalen right. Hurts killed it for me in fantasy so whatever for this first week I don't even care <laughs> uh, but yo so my my overreaction is the defense needs a lot of work uh, but because we got lucky but you know what any given sunday that's how it goes we got the w and also it was it was weird because they had 13 penalties the jack mm-hmm. jacksonville jaguars did although if you guys remember i think the first three plays of the game were all flags if you guys remember i do that. remember that vividly oh my god you were like man it's going to be a long game, <laughs> like, long damn, game they may need to bring back the fourth preseason game these yeah. guys are not ready yeah you know, one thing I want to put my foot in my mouth and sorry to interrupt you guys, but um, yeah, I was preaching, I was preaching all season or off the past couple of weeks. I was like, dude, I wanted more playing time for the preseason guys. I wanted them to get more reps. Honestly, the team looked like maybe they were rusty a little bit in regard to their actual play calling and their like diversity. It looked really good, man. They actually looked pretty crisp. So I'm happy with them. So, yeah, you know, I bite my tongue on that. And, and to, to be fair, mm-hmm. defenses always need more time to start a season than an offense does. Always mm-hmm. because of the tackling, mm-hmm. the live game speed. So I, I get that. That's why it's called overreaction. It's an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Marcus says our defense needs to work on their technique. Need to put Fuller in the slot and BSJ on the outside. Yeah, Fuller Fuller had a rough day. You did. Lie. Fuller Fuller did not do well. Rifted District, what's up? I was just over on uh, the Rifted District stream not too long ago. Please go give a shout out and a sub to uh, Nathan, Trev, and Stoner, our friends over at Rifted District. By the way, Geno Smith's out here eating, bro. Is he? Ah, it's like ten. Too. It's like ten of ten, a hundred yeah. yards and a touchdown. He's like, yeah, good for him. I'm, I'm proud of him. Yeah. For him. And yeah. and and ref the district says third, three for twelve on 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 third down, which is amazing, by the way. We when we did the pregame with Dunn and Drew, we did talk about you know one of my keys to the game. Washington wins if it was, and I think Phil might have been yours too. Third down conversion percentage because we were, I think, no, Dev, it was you and Dev, Dev and I, because Dev was said, what did you say, uh, booty? Dead ass, dead, dead booty ass last, something, something like that. And <laughs> I was like, ass butthole ass last, yes, butthole ass last in, in in all of like third down conversions last year. And I think George, I stole the stat from when I was on your show the same week that you mm-hmm. had ripped off, and it was just not, not, not good for third downs. And to go for three for twelve, um, that's, look, that's, if that's we're gonna if we're gonna play, if we're not gonna have a shut them down defense, 
And granted, our defense is shorthanded. You're missing Cam Curl. You're missing Chase Young. Uh, Phil Mathis is going to be out for a season, which sucks. Um, if you can play Ben, but don't break like that. Yeah. Where you're let you, where you're holding them to field goals, where you're getting them getting off the field on third down. Yeah, you're gonna give up some plays, but you're not going to let you're not gonna get your back broke. Yep. Then you can get away with that if you have a dynamic offense. And you know what? It kind of looks like we have a dynamic <laughs> offense. Let's 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 fight cross. Hey Corey Lott, thank you for joining. Uh, good friend of the show, Corey. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Uh, so let's go into the, the next uh, segment we have here. George, we'll start with you again. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I know this is two negative things, but that's why we why I do these things. Uh, so let's let's talk about good, bad, ugly. What you got? All right, the good. I got to give uh, Curtis Samuel some props, man. That came out of nowhere. I, I was really excited by that. And so, we like, can't we can't take the same ones for each other. So this is why it's fun, fun little segment because we all have to first. have different, awesome. different things. So you, you're the guest; you get the lead off. <laughs> all right, so Curtis Samuel, man. So you know, it's kind of a fun side you know, on the aside. Curtis Samuel went, like, went undrafted in most of my fantasy leagues. Like no one really had high expectations for him, but he comes out. He's carrying the ball. He's a very dynamic. Um, you know, like, it was it was really cool. Like the Jaguars are on their heels. Like. Like it was a great play very early on in the game where Curtis Samuel motions from like the flanker position comes in the backfield. We throw a pass back to the tight end. Rodgers is wide open and ran for like 25 yards because they weren't expecting that at all. It was just awesome seeing Curtis Samuel basically um, just touch the ball so much. Um, I think he had what 11 targets or something like crazy. Let me pull it up right now. Um, Curtis Samuel had 11 targets. He had eight catches for 55 yards. So I really enjoyed watching that. That was fantastic. And, you know, the first ever touchdown for the Washington Commanders. So that was really cool and dynamic. Um, the bad is our run defense, man. I'd like that's one thing that I, that's one thing people don't want to like address right now. I don't know if I stole that from you, Steve, but no, like, okay, our run defense, man. Like, um, you know, obviously people want to kind of get on Fuller and uh, William Jackson, but looking at it over here, um, James Robinson averaged six yards per carry with a 22 yard touchdown. Uh, ETN had only four carries, but he averaged 12 yards per carry. And I don't like. You got to kind of have to blame the Jaguars for not necessarily pushing that envelope so much. Like we we did a pretty good job with that, but um, it just didn't work out. And then finally, um, we got to figure something out with our slot. Like um, like you know we have BSJ there, and I like him, but uh, Christian Kirk had a quiet 117 yards in the slot. And um, what I was listening to when I was listening to, you know doing some reading and stuff this morning. Um, is basically what happened was the defenses were sh- like, you know, they're mo- mushing their formation and they were getting Christian Kirk on Jamin Davis. And Jamin Davis can't cover the slot right now. I know he was getting mismatched and that's kind of where he got beat up a little bit. So, yeah. so Samuel run defense and Jamin Davis, my good, bad, ugly so far. Okay, fair. Uh, let's go to some of these comments here. Corey says seven to 10 on uh, offensive third downs. Uh, Nathan, our friend from Western District, said the good was Gibson, the bad Cole Holcomb, uh, <laughs> the true. ugly, the scheme that puts Davis on Kirk. Yeah, poor. There I was mad go. when Jamin. Cole was crap, dog. Cole yeah. Holcomb was crap. Yep. And uh, hey, shout out to uh, DMV Mess Hall. This is uh, Tailgate Ted and the rally captain, Stephen Boyd. Go check out their channel as well. You can find their. Uh, they're there. You can you can Google them. I know they're a relatively new uh, podcast, but they're they're live and on the scene. Everyone knows Tailgate Ted. I know you might know me, Ted, but I, I know who you are. Hey, good to <laughs> see no you guys on the you uh, are. content creator team because you're in Kentucky. You don't come to the games, but but uh, DMV Mess Hall, uh, their their podcast says uh, good has to be the Derek Forrest stepping in for Camp Crow out of nowhere. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Um, Marcus says, got to give Ron credit to his plan to rest Curtis Samuel this past offseason was smart. Yeah. That was some Belichickian uh, <laughs> vibes he was I said that after the FedEx practice. I said, I don't think he's not – I don't think he's out of shape, and I don't think he's hurt. I yeah. said, I think Ron's just, just playing everybody right now. Yeah, true story. Uh, Dev, so we'll go to you next since we went to Phil last time. Good, bad, ugly. What you got? Um, the good was our offense. It's hard to pinpoint one guy. Um, the bad was, I'm going to say, probably the fumble and the two turnovers. Um, so I guess three turnovers total. We can't – I guess a good team, we lose that. You can't play a good team with three turnovers and expect to win. Um, the ugly, obviously, uh, Holcomb is crap. <laughs> like, and 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 I like Holcomb. He's not a yeah. crap football player. He's not a crap. He's definitely a deserving starting linebacker. He's not a starting Mike. And and yeah. anybody who says he is, think about why we've been needing a Mike for four years. This guy's been on the team about four years, and not once has he played the Mike. All of a sudden, Got- you just think he's going to be one. We've been needing a Mike for four years. Yeah, this dude on our team. For four years, yeah. I ain't played the mic once. All of a sudden, he's got beat up by John Bostic last year at the mic. So, who's Mike also on ter- the roster? Yeah, man, he's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Bostic is terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Ron, Ron lets guys stay on the team just because they're good guys and leaders, man, which makes no sense. Yeah, but. that's the that's the culture thing he's really big into. So, I, I, I get it. Squirt Reynolds, we're good. Man, give me a <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil, good, bad, ugly. Let's go. Good, bad, ugly. Good. The the diversity of the play calling. Uh, Scott Turner has really shown some evolution here. Um, that was a hell of a game plan he put together. He had Antonio Gibson out in space. He mixed up the run, the pass. He utilized Curtis Samuel. Um, our you know everybody talks about the the Samuel on the West Coast. We got to start talking about the Samuel on the East Coast. You know because. Our, our Samuel acts just like Debo. Uh, the bad going conservative once you're up. And you need when you're when you're not the most elite team in the league, you need to have a foot on the throat mentality. Mm-hmm. And here's the key thing: the elite teams in the league have a foot on the throat mentality. They don't care. They don't care. You gotta play like you, you gotta play like you're never gonna see these dudes again. Ever. I didn't just just drop the hammer down and just keep it going. All right. Throw the whole playbook at him. I don't care if you're up 20 points. Your defense isn't that good. <laughs> the Bills did so it last gotta, week, even on Thursday. They crushed the Rams. It's <clears throat> a good call. Exactly. They never let up. Yep. And I get it. You want to be protective because you know, hey, we do have some guys with some turnover issues, but you know, until they turn the ball over. And cost you the game. Don't go conservative. Our turnovers came being conservative. Yeah, and we. I think you and I were talking about this before, Phil. Where, right. you know, Jay Gruden used to do that a lot. Like almost like not not play to lose, but don't play to win, sort of thing. Like actually, it's killer, so killer mentality. Let's we're let's... we're we're driving down the field in two minute drill, and Steve goes, "Oh man, they're gonna play for the field goal." I, I literally was like, that. "You can't." I was like, "No, no, I you go for the that. touchdown." Very next play. I text the exact same thing to Sean. Uh, 
it's just because we're, we're used to it, right, George? Like, it. how many times? Oh, we're just gonna. It's like doing a layup. We're gonna lay up instead of like you know, we're already winning, and then we're not gonna just put the the nail in the coffin. Oh, I just love dunking so, on people, man. Yeah. Um, but Ref the, the district says, "Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Phil, go ahead." Let's say, but the ugly, and I like Ref District's point here, by the way. But the ugly is the simple fact that we attempted, we let Christian Kirk look like he was worth that stupid contract uh, we found him set to. the market <laughs> set the set the market initially i hate it i hated it somehow somehow overrated somehow we made it look, we, we decided hey let's put a linebacker on Christian Kirk yeah so we can justify his payday so we can just also justify paying Terry. I don't know if that was yeah. the thought process. Poor, Speaking of receivers, poor, when y'all see the highlight of what, Ju- what uh, Judy just did, man. <laughs> Shitting on people? Man. Him and Cortland Sutton, man, that's a good combo with Russell Wilson under center, man. Cortland's out, I think, for a while. Oh, but, is he? Uh, yeah, he, um, he threw a ball. It was wide open. Like, no one was on him. But he, it was such a terribly underthrown pass. That dude had yeah. to literally stop in the middle of a sprint, catch the ball. The dude outran him. He pushed him and then jetted like zero to a hundred like a Corvette. Just went yeah. right bound. He's fat. Is he an Alabama guy? Right. Yeah. Yes, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Him and Devontae Smith, man. Those speedsters. Uh, Red the District says, you have to look at when those runs happen. Big runs didn't happen when they were up. And the commanders were up 14-3 when those runs happened. That's true. So they were kind of playing – I don't know. I want to. I don't call it prevent defense, but that's kind of goes back to what Phil was saying: is why prevents you from winning. Why mm-hmm. stop? Why not continue the pressure? Continue the stunts and just, you know, and keep going. Uh, Marcus said the good offense: Scott Turner and Forrest. Bad Holcomb missing gaps. Ugly some of the defensive schemes. So, um, okay, I guess it's me and uh, my good Logan Thomas is back. You know, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Logan's my favorite player on the team, so I'll be a little bit biased. <laughs> No, good up so quickly so when Logan caught his first ball, and like he because I, I I called it. I was like, he got the entire game. I was like, Logan, you got to give it to Logan right here. And then I I saw him on open. I said, Logan, and he got it. it. Was when he scampered for like I don't know 15, 15 yards or so. But it was just good to see him back. But to me, offensive line, they kept Carson mm. upright, only got sacked one Great time. One. Yeah, and that was some concern because I think West West went down, Schweitzer went down, mm-hmm. and uh, Trey Turner came in. So actually, I got to go back and tell Corey. We were on Corey's show in early July, and, and I, I said West Schweitzer. We all said West Schweitzer will be starting. <laughs> he said, "No, it's Trey Turner." We had this huge argument about it. So I got to go back and tell Corey that. But cool. um, the bad is that out route that Carson threw. When you're throwing an out route, Dude. you can't, you cannot be late, and he he was. You got to throw it with anticipation, and it's a hard pass and. Clearly, the dude jumped it. I don't know which cornerback uh, snagged it, but um, and ugly. I'm gonna say, I don't want to crap on some of the fans, and it's Twitter because you know Twitter's toxic. But man, on Twitter, I'm so happy at this victory, and the people are still finding reasons to be. I'm not even gonna say negative, but like deliberately and flagrantly, like dishonest, shitty. Like, dude, yeah, go ahead. For no no (laughs) reason whatsoever. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because it it leads to the tweet that you brought up earlier about the stadium is shit 
and yeah. no one's here. That place was rocking, man. The mm -hmm. lower bowl was rocking. Even the up in the club seats, it was rocking. Okay, the fourth fourth level, yes, nosebleed standing room wasn't full, but that stadium was rocking. It was and awesome, man. It was just really sad to see some of the. Yes, things weren't great. We're talking about good, bad, ugly now, but why complain about? And you know, it, it was just very. It just really got under my skin. I didn't engage because I didn't have the energy to. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of nit, a lot of nitpicking. For real, man. Yeah. yeah, George, go ahead, man. It's crazy. I try to stay so positive, man. I'm just a naturally positive person in general, so I try to, like, be clean on Twitter, too. But, like, dude, I put a tweet up, and I was like, you know, it's like, I was hyped up. You know, the stadium was popping. It was like, dude, people were, like, hitting me. I was negative, del like, deliberately trying to steal energy from people. I don't like that. It was like, it was like, you know, it's 60% full. They were sending me pictures. There was, like, a leak, apparently, on one part of the stadium or something like that. And they were saying, you know, they were showing me screenshots about the beer prices. And, you know, I'm a sell for going to the game because I because like, Dan Setter owns the team. And it's, like, real negative stuff. And I was like, dude, like, you don't, you're missing out on all the positive energy that's going on here. Like, like you know, for those of us that actually attend and kind of hang out in this culture right here, like all of us right here, we hang out, we have a good time. We're building for, we're building friendships, we're having, you know, making good memories. It's been a lot of fun. And People it's actually like, called you a sellout because you went to the Oh, game. dude, all the time. I get that They'd all the hate time. me. They'd hate me, oh. man. I got putting Pops and R. Kelly going on over here, bro. Dude, I love it. Dude, I love that. And he, I, I love R. Kelly. We gotta, we gotta go off a different direction. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's a dirtbag, but he's nasty, but he's a, he's a great artist. Yeah, he's he's, he's great, great yeah, but uh, yeah. no, but it, but it's, it wasn't even it wasn't even a, a factor of it. I really feel like it was I'm complaining just to complain because honestly, there there wasn't a whole lot to compl complain about if you really got down to the Nats ass of it. It was really people just like they're freaking miserable. If you I, if I you ask them, Steve, that's that's where I was starting to get. That's where I should have stopped. But I was basically was because you guys go to the game. Yeah, everyone. That. Everyone that was complaining didn't go to the game. They just there is it's all like an echo chamber. They're hearing things on the media. They're saying things, but they're not there. So that's that's yeah. where I was getting upset. Like, and you know, I would I would love a lot of things if if Rifton District was still online. They have this thing where they love. I love they they put this tweet out there is put this in the bucket of doing things right. And they just post whatever it is. And I, I really, I really that. I enjoy that. that because I there are that. things they are doing right. They are not sucking up. And I am, I am literally not an apologist. I will, I will say it how it is. I, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, lots of negative things to say about the team, but I didn't have a negative experience at all yesterday. I, not at all. Even if they would have lost, there were still some positives that came out of it, but I, I don't know. Um, uh, DME Mess Hall says, I just mute all those Twitter haters and move on. I don't have time for their mess. That's right. You don't have time for their mess in the mess hall. So I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Tell them to meet me out back behind the cafeteria and I'll start whooping ass because that's what I go. do on Twitter. Somebody's going to come armed with both cannons blazing, and that's me. Um, Phil has no filter on. on Phil's on an undercover Philly fan, dog. Whatever. I no, I'm trying game. to take all these guys who should go become Philly fans and force them into that direction. I don't want you in this fan base. I got to point and tell people like leave. Why yeah. are you here? Yeah. yeah. Why are you still here? Why yeah. if you we get it? Ooh, I'm not gonna support this team. It's been three seasons now. I know, and you're still talking about this. I mean, I don't like olives. I tried olives. I don't like them. I don't continue to eat them. So I'm done. Like Good I'm not going to continue to eat olives and just complain about well, it. I just don't eat olives. With me, Steve, because I love black olives. <laughs> I love black hey, olives. You black 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 olives in a can where you can't see them. Green olives in a jar. Oh, that's true. 
Man. I eat, I'll eat the whole can of both. I don't care. You know why? Because those green, those greenellas have moxie. That's why, Dev. That's why you <laughs> know Dev loves moxie too. I know <laughs> yeah, that. I know moxie. that. I dropped it on purpose. That word, yeah, yeah, it a a Wait till Dax Milne has a good game. It's going to be <laughs> over. It's a great uh, route runner, heady, heady player. I know. Uh, Marcus <laughs> said, "I think Carson will have less mistakes after having more reps." Absolutely, live game speed, and it, this is this is promising because we saw what we saw, and that was with you know just preseason and and, and camp reps. I'll um, tell you one court, thing though, Steve. Yeah, why I'm kind of worried about Cosme going against your boy, Sheriff or not a Sheriff um, from um, Lions Hutchinson. Hutchinson, yeah, that yeah. dude's an animal. He's an animal. We had Cosme we got a, was the had, highest rated offensive lineman we had yesterday. Man, he Walker, did give up. A, he Walker, did give up Walker, a sack. Walker was eating his ass a little bit though. Like he got the Never sack, and he also got through a couple times. But you know what? Hey, your offensive quarter needs to scheme something up to either chip. Hutchinson or get the ball out quickly. That's the coach's job. 1991, nobody just goes one on one with blocking anymore. Like yeah. all God. game. Yeah. Not all game. You got you the sheriff up last night. That's what I want to see. How did he hey, do By the way, if you want to talk about <laughs> well, you two, guys no, one, ask Mike. There were two sacks. There's two sacks yesterday. I don't know how many um, were on I sheriff, think there's though. more that, the, the intentional ground is kind well, of both, both sacks no, were interior so. line though. Well, it was Payne, it was Payne and Allen. Allen had two. No, Allen had one. one. Payne had one. Davis had one, but I got called back because of a penalty for Fuller. Like Fuller, like a defensive holding, I came back. Yeah, I remember getting really mad about that. Yeah, I wanted Davis to get hyped a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcus says, they hate when I post commanders instead of Redskins. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I'm not – okay, I get some people still feel that way, but – it, it's fine. We will. Yeah. All right, George. As a last yeah. segment, let's let's close this out with uh, game balls. Who do you have for game balls? Let's give one out for offense, one out for defense. Same rules apply. We cannot steal. Everyone gets gets a different game ball. Mm. All right. So should I be nice? Should I steal? Like, I don't know. Should I be nice and try to go, think outside the box or whatever? No, you're <laughs> do whatever you want, man. You're, you're right, I'll, I'll think outside the box. I'll be all, I'll be nice on offense. So I'm gonna give Scott Turner the game ball, man. I'm gonna go oh. that. Is that cool? Can I do that? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think Scott Turner, man. I think he got you know people kind of were riding him for a couple of years, and there was that narrative that hey, Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke, he's been limited with what he could do. And I thought yesterday he kind of proved that he is a little bit creative. I like I like the different diversity that he was offering. Oh, there's some good play calls that were out there. It's fun having weapons. This is this is the kind of the um reminds me of 2016 i think it was when we had garcon and jackson and all those guys i'm starting to feel i'm starting to feel that vibe again so i kind of like the creativity that's coming so week to week scott turner hopefully he develops more and you know i want him to stick around i want him to be that next guy i want him like you know let's say ron rivera moves up to the front office and scott turner starts thriving that'd be nice to have him become head coach if things work out i mean this is all years from now but that's kind of yep. where i wanted to go and then on defense, man, I, I got to say this one, man. Derek Forrest, man, he, he made me proud, man. I know, I know you guys want him too, but he he played his ass off, man. He deserved it. Um, When I went to training camp, I saw him getting a lot of reps. And, and Dev, you're right. I saw him a lot in the Buffalo, Buffalo nickel position a lot. So I thought he was going to be a rotational player. But I just love, like, the underdog men- like, that mentality, yeah. man. Like, he was, like, a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick. He wasn't really heralded. Um, He was supposed to get some, you know, reps. But then, like, you know – after the game, all the media scrum came up to him. They basically were all over him, interviewing him. Had a, he, he stopped the touchdown with a swap ball. He got a pick to end the game. He had a great hit on ETN. Horse he played his ass off, there. dude. Yeah, he, he had awesome, a. He, my buddy texted me. He's a Texans fan. He's like, "Hey, man, number twenty-two is playing like Sean Taylor out there. Who is this guy?" Yeah, and I was like, I wasn't yeah, expecting it either. Busting. And Steve, yeah. you're good. Go ahead, Ed. 
Awesome. Oh, he was The one hit he made on the sideline with a ball popped out, like that just screamed Sean Taylor to the, me. The guy, the guy is by just completely different people. You, you said that, and then the person next to me was like, that's a Sean Taylor hit. It's kind of funny that oh that was the imagery gosh. that we got. It was cool. Even, the, even the interception was a Sean Taylor interception. Yeah, it was. One, one of those like, far took, ones where he threw it yeah. up in the air. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Oh, good stuff. Okay. Uh, Phil, we'll go to you since you went to Dev last time. All right, game balls on offense. I am going to give one to Mr. Carson Wentz. Mm. You know, he threw two picks. Yes, one was his fault. One, I don't even put that on him. I don't care what anyone says. That was a play that 99 times out of 100 is just a ball that's batted down. That just happened to stick in that dude's hands. Um, And he came back from it and threw two touchdowns to win the game. Right, and both of them, and wasn't little dink and dunk stuff either. Those were some actual deep passes that last year's quarterback doesn't even attempt. Right, defense, Deron Payne. That dude single handedly stopped the Jags on third down three different times. You can't even quantify how big that is. That just shows up as three tackles on a stat sheet. You know, it but it that's three third downs that he single-handedly stopped. Yeah. That dude is I, I said be prepared contract season if he's going to actually show us all that potential that he has had and that we've seen flashes of it's going to be this year and we're seeing it. Take advantage. All right. Bet. Dev. Game balls. Uh my game ball goes to uh, the guy I knew was going to get game ball the whole time, Kurt Curtis, in my uh, <laughs> you know killer cam voice. Uh, but I, I definitely want to. I think that Curtis deserved play of the game, man, because he he uh, he showed everybody that he wasn't hurt. Uh, he showed the shifty movements. He ca- he caught a couple of uh, third down balls, turned a couple of two or three yard gains into eight, nine, ten yard gains. Got a touchdown pass. Got as excited, which is the best thing about the whole idea, dog. You know, uh, seeing him shake people in open field and McKissick shake people in open field is going to be fun all year, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I and Dotson is is had a very good game also, but I'm giving my game ball to Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> all right. About defense, I said offensive defense, man. They each get one. Hmm. I'll get uh, Allen or Payne. I'm going to go with Allen. Okay. Because Payne already got one. So you'll go with John Allen. Okay. Who did have a, I want to say a groin injury, uh, precautionary. He he had a cramp. Was it? Okay. I heard groin injury too. I heard he's walking around fine afterwards, but I heard it was the groin. So whatever that means. Cramping his groin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My game ball is Deb. You kind of hit on it. I'm going with Jahan. You're opening your debut game. You're a rookie. You're at home, lots of pressure, and then you rip off two touchdowns. And they weren't just easy touchdowns. Like, your touchdowns were both high-difficulty in-traffic catches, and you created space. And so I was not high on Johnson, uh, excuse me, Jahan Dotson when he was drafted. I, I was still salty about not getting Kyle Hamilton. You know, Phil can tell you I was extremely <laughs> not high on him at all. And, man, I am so glad that I am wrong about him. 
because I feel he's just another version of of Terry McLaurin. I think he can offer this, and it's and how can you? <laughs> yeah, Phil's a Penn State fanboy, so of course he told me. Perfect. So yeah, Jahan Dotson gets my offensive game ball, and for defense. I don't necessarily have one for the players, so I'm going to go with the fans, the burgundy and gold fans in the stadium. Every third down, every major play, it was so loud. It was amazing. Like I said, I haven't felt that energy in so long. and uh, So I'm going to give my defensive game all to the, to the, to the fans who came, and, and we were rocking. We were loud, man, on, on third downs, on, on the major plays. and uh, I know it's kind of cheesy, but I, I, just, I just felt like you know fans got to get something. Uh, Corey says Samuels gets a game ball. Payne gets a game ball. Gibby gets a game ball. Jahan oh, and Terry both get Gibby. game balls. He deserves it, man. I Gibby was going to give it to Gibson, but you know, Jahan's a rookie. Gibson, I think he surpassed all of our expectations. No fumble. We had a guy total yards. Yeah, all-purpose yards and no mm-hmm. fumbles. We had a guy in front of us who was pissed off about when Curtis Samuel fumbled. He's like, "See, he was drunk. That's oh, yeah. why we need Brian Robinson." We're like, "That was Curtis Samuel. That wasn't Jesus. Gibson." Scott yeah. Tots. Scott's Tots, man. Yeah, man, that's crazy. But that he broke out the Scott's Tots during the game, by the way. I did, I did say Scott's Tots. Tots. I did say Scott's Scott's Tots. Tots. No, have you seen the office? No, I don't. I haven't watched one episode of the office. The episode you need to watch is the one where he promises to give these kids money when they graduate school. Right, but he so, but he so did it when they were kids, like toddlers, like little kids, and now oh, okay. now they're like adults, and they're like, and he comes to the school and he doesn't have anything. So they put on like, this they, huge they play for him. Like, hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do to make our dreams come true? It was yeah. a little skit and everything for him, man. He didn't have nothing. So we <laughs> call we call <laughs> Jahan Curtis and Terry Scott Stotts. That's it just our little. We'll make a t-shirt about it here. That's that'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> says, uh, "Offensive game ball: Scott Turner or Carson Wentz? Defense: Deron Payne or Derek Forrest? Yeah, man." I can't go wrong with that. Corey says, it's gonna be hard to take Derek off Forrest, the field, man. Forrest, Forrest was the defensive MVP, hands down. Uh, and I really liked in Carson on offense, Ron's speech and Carson's speech right after the awesome, game ball. Man. I mean, they said this man was the leader, man. Turnovers, man. Ed's a leader. I agree. I agree, Deb. Yeah. Um, Marcus says, Phil was right about, he's talking about Jahan. And uh, DMV Mess Hall says, has to be Samuel for me. Five total catches last year. He had eight yesterday. <laughs> That's a good point. I feel like he was a total offense in the first half, you know. He, he would really have had was. a bigger game being fumbled. Yeah. And as we as we shut this thing down, I I, I want to talk about one thing real fast. And if if you know who Warren Sharp is on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know who Warren Sharp is. Mm-hmm. He made this tweet about Carson Wentz, and I'm going to share it real fast, you know, very quickly. Uh, and I I really didn't appreciate it, and it's not getting enough. He's not getting enough drag as it goes but <laughs> he he plays this Carson Wentz who we thought he was and it's just the play where you know the Trevon Walker immaculate interception you know you know yeah, look at him being back on it exactly it's a great Man, play. great play that's yes. why he's the second that was what the first pick of the draft wasn't he the first he, yes. was, engaged, he was engaged by with Charles Leno he was you didn't even see him he jumps up from the and, side yeah, that dude that dude that he, he makes this problem. tweet doesn't retort it, doesn't clarify it, and just gets dragged. So if you haven't already done so, go drag Warren Sharp in his comments because all day leading up to the game, it was all about, you know, and leading up to last week, and you know this, George, Indianapolis, the comments yeah. about Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt, we can finally run our offense because Carson's gone and Matt Ryan's here. Look what look what Matt Ryan did. Look what Carson Wentz did. I'm thinking, I'm thinking all Steve, of us are but... I think all of us are gonna be uh, Jacksonville fans next week because they play Indiana. 
Indiana. I'm going against Indiana. I'm going against the Colts all year long, man. I'm, I'm not a Colts fan at all. All year long, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, George, because yeah, of because of all the man, nonsense. Man, all the hearing. nonsense, man. All the nonsense. Fuck, fuck Jim Irsay. He's the new uh, <laughs> <laughs> the new the new cuss word guy this year. Fuck Jim Irsay, man. And then uh, Steve, and for all y'all, I don't know if you guys under, got, you guys got the context, but Warren Sharp is the one that blew up the Scott Abraham tweet earlier in the year. I don't know if you he guys did. know that at all. He's, I, I remember he's that. The one, he's the one that basically said, like, you know, what's going on with this thing? So, like, and then Jason Wright came after him. You saw that too, right, Steve? Clee clap back. I love it, man. I, I, like, I like it. If people don't like that. I love it, man. I love, yeah. I love a president that like backs their team up. I love it. That's Perfect. Right. Um, so let's let's end this our 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 topic on on. One little quick little. We talked about the Carson Wentz thing and Ron Rivera, but I think it would be foolish not to show this. Let's one minute clip. We talk about value. We talk about work, guys. When it comes down to it, you stay where you're supposed to stay, and that was right on the field. You stay focused. You corrected some things. You made some things happen, and some of you guys rose to the occasion and made plays. That's huge. That's huge. I got one special one I want to give, just so everybody understands for everything. That he has gone through for everything that he's worked for. He deserved this man. Yeah! I know it's been a wild off season for me, for all of us, but we have so much potential in this locker room. For us to go out and do the thing we did tonight, I know it looks rough for a second. Back-to-back passes thrown to another team, that's on me. But that's the way we finish. And that's what good teams do. You find a way to win. It ain't always going to be pretty in this league. But you find a way to dig deep and get it done in the end. And that's what we did tonight. All right. Carson, even uh, with a little bit of explicit language, good to see him on the the edgy (laughs) side. Yeah. But, hey, uh, George, we want to thank you for uh, joining us tonight, man. It was was really taking the time out of your day to – come sit down and talk ball with us and you know we, we really appreciate you and uh let's let's give everyone a chance tell us where we can find you not only your podcast your show your writing give us give us the whole spiel man where, where can we where can we find you at first of all i appreciate you having me man. i definitely steve I'm, I, the past couple of weeks we've been connecting more i, I love the yeah. relationship that we have right here it's pretty awesome yep. phil it was a pleasure meeting you yesterday deb i want to meet you in person one day man definitely good man, people if I want you to got weed there. i'll be there no. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on my show one time, man. We definitely all three of us need to get together on my hey, show. Hey, hey. Let me tell you something, Deb. They don't give a shit in that parking lot. It's legal there, right? Not in, I guess not in Maryland. I don't think so. It's decrimmed. Yeah. All right, hey, we're going back. Red, red zone lot was dank. I, I'm like, I'm like. I found out something today. It's hitting prior to uh, the arena, but I'm going to say it anyways. But guess what happened? Guess what I found out today in Bowling Green? Guess who lives here? Who? The old bitch that towed on uh, Emmett Till, dog. Oh, boy. Are you kidding me? No lie. I was like, they're talking about they're doing some kind of thing today. They want to get some old lady arrested. I'm like, what is going on? The woman that accused Emmett Till of winking at the white chick that got him beaten to death yeah. lives in Bowling yeah, Green. It's like, it's like 100 and blind and deaf. It, you know, but but they're like they want to see her spend her last days in prison. I'm like, damn. <laughs> they like they're gonna protest. She only lives like three or four blocks away, like this way, like right up there, man. That's crazy. crazy. Man. I never knew that, by the way. Yeah. 
All right, George, go ahead. Keep, plug, plug your stuff, man. Nah, it's all good. Thanks, man. I appreciate everything. So I'm George Carmi. You can find me on Twitter at GCarmi21. Um, my other handle is at FBC underscore commanders. Um, I write for fullpresscoverage.com, and my Full Press Commanders podcast is part of the whole Full Press Coverage umbrella. So a bunch of good guys over there. I got a fantasy pod on Sunday mornings you guys should check out. So definitely covering all the commanders, too. So thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, and you can also find George's channel in the comments of our YouTube. He's on linked YouTube, in our guys. YouTube that, on our description. If you just scroll down in our description on YouTube, you can uh, find George's channel. Please be sure to subscribe. While you're at it, make sure you subscribe to us, you know. 100%, dude. Command this, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, you can Big shout out to those who who George the chat today. Al Gaudi and and all those guys. I know George is on another level, man. We that's why we so Not professional. Close, man. We really Not appreciate you. Are very professional, George. I I will once you know from watching you from a distance. I will say that that's that's the one thing I can say about you is you are extremely. Thank professional. you, man. I appreciate. That. I try, man. I'm trying to. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> But, but that's, that's why we love you, Dev, exactly. and that's why we have you on this channel. 100%. Uh, shout out to those who join the chat. Mark Seedlin, DMV Mess Hall. Make sure you guys go sub to them. Uh, Tailgate Ted and uh, the rally captain, Stephen, uh, Stephen Boyd. Corey, uh, ref the district. Thank you for joining. Uh, we had Yam comment way early in the chat. He He's in Japan. Uh, excuse me, Yam. Uh, not Yamaha. Yam in Japan. Uh, Marcus, Josh Kirby, Andy Burroughs from the UK. Uh, thanks for all tuning in. We really appreciate you. Uh, Dev, you got any shout outs before we close this thing out? Uh, shout out to Geno Smith. He's got me about $24 on FanDuel. <laughs> but other, other than that, man. Uh, no, man. Uh, shout out to my daughter. Her birthday is uh, September the 11th. The September 11th, actually. Um, so happy birthday to her. Dad loves you. And that's all hey. I have, man. Happy birthday, Phil. Shout out to the uh, people still obsessed with me on Twitter who hate the fact we changed the name of this team and refused to go to the games. I hope you enjoyed watching on your 13-inch TV VCR combo. Um, while we got to hang out with 50,000 of our brethren having a great time, we were chilling and grilling and drinking and doing all kinds of fun shit before the game, and we were partying during the game, after the game. It's not too late. Get on the bandwagon now. Because we will remember if you show up come playoff time. Yeah, yeah. And I think Phil, the next game Phil and I will be out together, I think will be the Titans game if we plan this correctly. It and by like the it. way, that's the next game. Corey's the Sanchez. I was on a, sh- on a show earlier uh, checking out the live stream uh, on the Warpath. Go check it out if you haven't done it. He will also be at the Titans game. So, Phil, we definitely have to make that. that Dev, that you're not. Dev, you can drive to Corey's house. He'll take you the rest of the way. There you that's go. Man, George, where's Corey Corey lives in Wise County, Virginia. He's close that's to like, you. It's still like seven hours, man. No, it's not. It's like three. No, nah, not from Bowling Green. No way. Yeah, it is. Um, George, right you're, George, you're a season ticket holder, right? We'll always link up. I'll be yeah. in the red zone. Whenever we you guys will, let me know. I love we it. We will be living vicariously through you for the game day experience. I'll probably go to maybe two more games this year. Okay. Not not sure yet with the family. It'll, it'll be tough, but I'll probably make another game outside of the Titans game, but cool. let me know. We'll play by year. But yeah, thank you, George, for joining us. We really appreciate having you. Like I said, if you already done so, please go like, subscribe this video and to George's channel. It's in the, it's in the comments. And as always, thank you for joining us and we're signing off. Peace and hey-oh! <laughs>